Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. because I think there are some contingency plans right now for the NHL to get back rolling, for NBA to finish their season, you know, Major League Baseball to kind of get started. And these things are all going to be started, you know, long before uh, two-a-days would even start, or fall camp, you know. So I am optimistic that we're going to have football. You know, I think we're going to have all these sports. I I, I think there are plans in place, you know, Depending on, you know, where we're at with the coronavirus, you know, when does the spike occur? When are we on the other side? Who knows that? Um, But I think they want to bring sports back. I think most of the players that you're seeing want to come back. Um, So I am am very optimistic that we're going to have baseball, hockey, and basketball in the summer, and then I think it sets it up for football in the fall. So I am optimistic about that, and I do think, um, you know, I do think we're going to have all these sports by probably June or July. And that's a great point. That was going to be my next question. Like, you know, we're, I'm talking about the NFL season. If it starts, you're right. If we have, if the NBA playoffs start in July or whatever, even June, that'd be great. Major League Baseball starts up in June or July. NHL has their playoffs. I mean, if that happens. I mean, take it to the bank, no pun intended. We are going to have football, so that would be great if those uh, those sports that are, you know, starting to finish up their seasons or about to finish up their seasons, if they start up in the summertime, that is great news for all of us. All right, let's move on and talk recruiting. Bank, how come Ohio State has not landed a commitment in the last nine days? What are they doing over there? Yeah, those guys, they all want, they all, uh, they can't go on vacation because there's nowhere to go, but maybe they're just <laughs> spending time with their family and gave up on football here, figuring – you know, if they stopped right now and didn't take another recruit, this class would probably finish in the top ten. So right. maybe that's what they're thinking. They want to give the other teams in the Big Ten a chance. Um, no, that's not happening. I mean, there still is a lot going on. These guys are, you know, they're doing what they do. You know, and I, I think the, the conference call the other day with Mark Pantone was very interesting. And 
you can kind of see the view from the top when you hear Pantone speak. We've heard Ryan Day speak a lot, and you can kind of see, you know, what they're doing right now. Um, you know, there hadn't been any commitments here in the last, you know, 72 hours, but, you know, they're working on guys, I think, now that really want to visit campus. And I'm not saying visits are not, or, uh, you know, commitments couldn't come in the next week or so, but I kind of think we, we kind of reached the peak there of, of the early commitments, and um, something can pop out of the blue at any time. But I think right now, I think people are in a wait-and-see mode, um, kind of waiting to see when the visit schedule can open up again. Yeah, Mark Pantone's teleconference on Wednesday was awesome. He talked to us for a little over 40 minutes. Our Patrick Murphy transcribed the entire thing. So if you haven't read that, Bucknutters, get on Bucknuts. It just says everything Mark Pantone said at his teleconference. You can even Google it if it's dropped to the second page and you don't want to search for it. I think it's still on the first page of the message board. But if you want to read everything Mark Pantone said, that's the headline of the piece. Patrick Murphy transcribed all 40 minutes, and it's great stuff, as Bank alluded to. Yeah, um, I want to get into some of the specific guys. Let's talk about Taiwan Malone, number seven defensive tackle in the country, young man out of New Jersey. Would you say Ohio State is the leader? Just where do things stand with Ohio State and Taiwan Malone? Yeah, I don't know leader, but I know they're in great shape with him. And I think he's another one that's probably going to decide pretty late in the process. Uh, I think he wanted to take all his official visits and decide later. I mean, he is a great football player. I mean, I really like Mike Hall, who they have you know, for defensive tackle, but this guy, I mean, he's a monster on the inside, and, and he would be my probably top choice along with JT, Tuomaloa, as guys I would want the most left on the board. So, you know, Malone's, Malone's a great player. Um, Ohio State is sitting really good with him. So we got to see where this goes going forward. And I think with each commitment they get, I think there becomes sort of a, a thing that you want to be part of the greatest class going now and maybe one of the greatest classes ever. And I think there is something to that where the momentum starts and guys want to be a part of stuff like that. So I think it can only help getting Malone if you can get, you know, more commitments on board before he decides later in the process. Can you imagine this deep line class, not just defensive tackle, this D line class, if they get Malone, they already have Mike Hall, they already have Jack Sawyer. Let's say they get JT and they'll probably get more, you know, guys that on them probably will sign more than four defensive lineman can you imagine that foursome starting together in a few years yeah i think they're going to take five and i think they'll push the six if they get the right guys like i said we, we talked about this i think last week that this is almost a case where it's just you, you got to overlook the numbers you know and i know ryan day wants to be very uh sensitive about roster management where urban was kind of unsensitive insensitive you know um i don't think ryan wants to be that way but yet you have this is such an unbelievable opportunity, you know, to pull in this type of class. I don't think it's something Ryan Day is going to want to do year after year, but I think this year I think he's going to do what he has to do. There are just so many guys they're in on right now that you absolutely cannot say no to. You know what I mean? It aren't like last year's class. You could probably pick four or five guys that if you were in a numbers crunch, you could have done without those guys and everything would have been fine. This group now, the guys they're recruiting right now, you cannot say no to. Is Marcus Bradley a guy they would say no to, the number 11 defensive tackle in the country? I seriously doubt they would say no to him. It sounds like, no, it doesn't sound like, I read Bill Curlick's story just before we got on 
the line here. It's the number one story on Bucknuts right now. Marcus Bradley, young man out of Maryland, he says his top two choices are down to Ohio State and Tennessee. Your thoughts, Bank? Yeah, I, I don't think they would say no to him, but I can't 100% uh, for certain say they wouldn't. And, uh, and when you read something like that, it almost reads to me, um, trying to read between the tea leaves, like if Ohio State pushes for him, he would commit to Ohio State. And if not, he's going to go to Tennessee. That's the way that reads to me. So, you know, and if Ohio State could decide tomorrow to, to really push that guy hard and tell him, hey, we're looking at JT, we're looking at Taiwan Malone, you know, we've got Tunisi wants to visit. If you want in, you better come now. And I think he would probably commit if they did do that. And I think that's kind of the where I saw that the Ohio State and Tennessee – it's his top two. That's kind of the way I read that from afar. You know, Bill Curlick would know more than me. He talks to the kid, but that's kind of the way I read that one. If Ohio State pushes and Ohio State wants him and they love him up, he's coming to Ohio State. And if, if they decide to kind of wait around or pass, then I think he'll go to Tennessee. I think you're on the money with your opinion there. I think you, uh, you read between the lines perfectly. Um, Next guy I want to ask you about is a, is a guy that I, you get asked about a lot. I do. Um, and I'm not even. I don't. I don't even really cover recruiting. Not like I used to. I mean, I still am into it, obviously. But uh, man, back in the day, I was like calling these kids like you. Uh, you guys are and everything. But Terrence Lewis is a guy that everybody asks about. Number one outside linebacker in the country. Young man out of Hollywood, Florida. He's now transferred high schools. He's now at Chaminade left uh, Northwestern. There was an incident. Um, you know, I just I don't know how much you can speak about that. Just. Listeners want to know, though, is Ohio State interested in Terrence Lewis? What's the latest with him? Yeah, I never had any optimism on Terrence Lewis from the beginning. Um, and, again, I have no idea why he switched schools. There's stuff on the Internet about an incident that happened at Northwestern. I have no clue if that's true. So I don't want to cast any aspersions against the young guy. Um, like I said, I just feel that he's – kind of the this is the Miami game player situation you know he had he has the five favorites right now in April he might not even visit any of those five schools down the road I mean I, I feel like I've seen this movie before and um, I think I know how it ends and he'll probably end up at a school that he's not even talking about right now you know Ohio State did show interest um, he showed interest in them he talked to a lot of the commits um, and they're doing their due diligence, and, you know, we'll see where they go from there. Um, the thing I think people need to understand is that I was told that his dad is the, the one running this recruitment, and you better, be, you better be recruiting the dad. There's always a decision maker. Sometimes it is the kid. Sometimes it's mom, it's grandma, you know, and, and we can go back 50 years when Woody Hayes' greatest, one of his greatest traits in recruiting was being able to identify the decision maker and then recruit that decision maker. And that's kind of what would have to be done here. You know, it's, it's, you know we're in an era now of Twitter and Instagram that Woody didn't have. So I would say disregard Terrence's Twitter and Instagram, you know, and, and the dad's going to control this. So, and, and I do think he could make a commitment soon, which we've seen out of South Florida over the years. And, and that would just mean that he knows what state that school is located in, maybe. So until the visits <laughs> start back up later and we get closer to the All-Star games, I mean, I, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't put a lot of stock in Terrence Lewis right now. Now, he is a great player. So, 
like I said, they'll do their due diligence, they'll do their homework, and, you know, whatever school he ends up at is probably going to take place in November is when things will get serious for him. You're right. There's always a decision maker. The Chris Spielman story always stands out to me. He took the visit to Michigan, met with Bo, kind of got swept away, came home, told his dad, I'm going to go to Michigan. His dad said, hell no, you're not going to go to Michigan. You're going to go to Ohio State. And that was the end of that. Chris Spielman went to Ohio State. Speaking of Chris Spielman, I wasn't going to bring this up. Did you follow any of this stuff late last week and over the weekend? Chris is doing a good thing. He's He's auctioning off some of his own memorabilia to give to COVID-19 victims, and he's doing it on eBay. And eBay must have been one of their bots, you know, just for some reason thought Chris was doing something wrong. They shut down his account yesterday, and people made a big enough stink, including me on on Twitter. Um, they eventually reversed course and, and put Spiel's, his account back up. But he was trying to do a good thing. Did you follow any of that with eBay suspending his account for a little bit yesterday? I did not know about that. I saw his original intent, you know, later last week and when he decided to do that. And I thought it was just fantastic. And, you know, it really didn't surprise me with, you know, the reputation. I can't say I know him well, but the reputation he has is just a great-hearted, big-hearted guy. So that didn't surprise me at all that he was doing that. But I did not see where his account got shut down. So that, yeah. that surprises me. I don't know why they would do that. I think it was just a mistake by eBay. I don't think it was like a person doing it. I think they have like these bots that if they see certain keywords and certain things add up, they just suspend accounts. Yeah, Ohio State memorabilia probably Ohio State memorabilia probably flashes heavily. Yeah, they're probably this has got to be fake. Chris Spielman like no, it's it's not fake. It's Chris's own stuff. Um yeah. you know, before I let you go here, you know, this is an open ended question, but um who are some of the top guys on Ohio State's board, obviously, that have not committed yet that you think want to commit over the next month or two or so? You know, I, I like we said earlier, I kind of think the early guys have popped, you know, and um, of the guys that want to visit, but yet if they find out that they cannot take these June visits, which it sure looks like they aren't going to happen, and then July's dead, we don't know what's going to happen in August. Well, then maybe somebody just says, my gosh, I, I just want to get it over with. And in that case, I would look at, you know, the O-lineman, J.C. Latham. You know, I, I really think Ohio State's in great shape with him. I think they have him. Now, I know they're talking LSU. And, um, you know, anytime you're talking recruiting, you've you got to have that second team in there or else what's the point of your announcement if everybody knows where you're going? I think LSU's the second team just to have someone on there. So I think they're getting J.C. Latham. Um the interesting one to me is Kamar Wilcoxon, and man, that one's going to be a fun one to follow all the way home there. I mean, you know, he's been committed and decommitted to Florida a few times. He's now decommitted again. It sure looks like there's going to be a commitment coming to Ohio State soon. You know, will there be a decommitment from Ohio State down the road, another commitment to Florida, another decommitment? This could be a, just a fun one to watch all the way, you know, till signing day. So, I would think Latham is really interesting, and he could probably go at any time. Um, and then after him, I just think the Kamara Wilcoxon uh, deal is going to be fascinating to watch because he is very media savvy, very media friendly. He'll do the interviews at any time you want to talk to him. So, you know, people that hang on every word in the interviews, this is a guy you want to follow. Kamara Wilcoxon is probably your guy. Great insight, as always, from Bill Bank Green. Really appreciate it, Bank, and appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.